Amen. So before we get started, I want to go before the Lord in prayer because I'm excited. And I just want him to speak what he wants to be heard. Amen. Father God, I just thank you, Father God, for this night, Lord. Father God, I thank you, Father God, that you have set this in place, Father God. So we can know, Father God, that we are going, that we are saved, that we are healed. And we are delivered from our past, Father God. We are saved, Father God, from our trauma, Father God. We are healed, Father God, from our tantrums, Father God. We and we are delivered, Father God. Father God, I just thank you, Father God, that tonight, Father God, that through the through your words, Father God, that that as I speak, Father God, your words, Father God, that, Father God, someone will know, Father God, that they are no longer a victim, Father God, of their past, Father God, but they are a victim, Father God, in their presence, Father God, that they are a victor in their presence, Father God. Father God, I just want to thank you, Father God, for this opportunity, Father God, that we are able to be set free, Father God, that we're able to walk in complete freeness, amen, that we're no longer tied to the past, that we're no longer tied to the world, but Father God, we are yet free in you. We just thank you in your son Jesus' name. And Father God, now as I decrease, Father God, as Father God, I decrease and you will increase, Father God, that you increase now, Father God, that Father God, that they see me Lie, Father God. That's Father God. They will see you, Father God. They will see you working in them, Father God. They'll see you working in me, Father God. I just thank you for this moment, Father God. That in this moment, I am able to be free, Father God. I am able to be free in my testimony. I'm able to be free, Father God, on this platform. I just thank you in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Again, I want to thank everyone for watching. Amen. Whew, I'm excited. I told you. Amen. All right. Amen. If we can go to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. Amen. Mark chapter 4. I remember now. <laughs> Mark chapter 4, verse 35. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. All right. And it reads, On that day when even was come, he said unto them, Let us go over unto the other side. <laughs> and leaving the multitude, they took him with them. Even as he was in the boat, and the boats were, mm, and the boats were with him. And there arrived a great storm of wind, and the waves beat the boat, in so much that the boat was now filling. And him, and he himself was in the stern, asleep on the cushion, and they awoke him and said unto him, Teacher, carest thou not? that we perish. 
I want to stop. Man, let's come read. Keep reading. And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye fearful? Have ye not faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Amen. Amen. That was Mark chapter 4, verse 35 through 40. Amen. Listen. That, that was Jesus talking, calming the storm. That's what most theologians say with that passage is Jesus calming the storm. But here's the thing I really like about this. Mm, listen. We, we, we're going to go a little bit real fast, really. Listen, all right? In verse 35, Jesus said, let us go. Let us go to the other side. Let us go to the other side. <laughs> Listen. See, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing we're gonna be talking about now. We're, we're talking about overcoming our trauma. We're talking about overcoming our trauma and overcoming our tantrums. We're, we're talking about that we're, we're we're being saved and healed and delivered from our trauma, our past. We're being saved, and if you didn't watch with us for the past couple of weeks, we we talked about the 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 man at the pool of Bethesda, how how he was lame and he tried. What he tried to do, what the world was doing, and at the pool when the water was troubled, that that was the sign that they would get healed. And he tried to do that, what what everyone else was doing. But he then Jesus came to him and he said, "Do you want to be well? Do you want to be made whole?" And the man gave every excuse known to man why he couldn't get healed and why he wasn't saved and why he wasn't healed and why he wasn't delivered. He gave every excuse in the book. But, but And then Jesus gave him three simple commands. Jesus gave him three simple commands. He said, get up, pick up, and walk. Amen. And tonight, we're, we're getting up, and we're picking up, and we're walking. Tonight, Jesus allowed you to come and walk, watch this show. Tonight, Jesus allowed you to listen in tonight because now he says, do you want to be made Whole? Do you want to be made well? Do you want to be saved from your trauma? Do you want to be saved and healed and delivered from your trauma? Tonight, God is asking you that. And tonight, we're talking about Mark chapter 4. And tonight, he's, he's taking us from our past and bringing us into our present. We, we've been sitting in our past. We've been sitting in our trauma. And now he's ready to take us to our triumphant era. He's ready to take us into victory. So in verse 36, I want to read this real quick. And leaving the multitude, that that's important right there. And leaving the multitude, 
and leaving the multitude. You, you see, for those who don't know what, what was going on here, what, where they were, Jesus was speaking to a crowd of people. Jesus was speaking to the multitude. Amen. He was teaching. He was talking to a group of people. And now when he was finished, he told his disciples, he told the 12. <laughs> Some people got excited, but those who didn't get excited, I'm about to break it down for you. He, he told the 12, let's go on onto the other side. You see, what, what, God, what Jesus was doing here in this moment, he says that we have to go through some things. That, but that he didn't want to take the multitude with him because, one, they didn't have enough boats, one. But, but he's Jesus. He could have had enough boats. But they didn't have enough boats. Right? And, two, in order to get to the other side, in order to get from being a victim and to becoming a victor and becoming an overcomer, they had to go through some things. You see, we, we, we you see, we set in our trauma, right? But but now God says, as we said on last week, we gotta get up out of our trauma. We've been sitting in our trauma for so long. Now we have to get up out of our trauma and we have to pick up our trauma and walk. You see. What many people believe that we get up out of our trauma and we walk and we leave trauma there. We leave it behind and we leave it and we don't worry about it any longer. But what God wants us to know, in order for us to be saved, healed, and delivered, we have to get up out of our trauma. We have to pick it up with us. You see, we have to pick up our trauma and we have to go through it. We... You see, in order to be an overcomer, in order to be have power over our trauma, we have to take it with us. We have to know how. Matter of fact, let's go to our text because some people might not understand it yet. You see, in our text, right, they, they got into the boat, the 12 with Jesus, got into the boat, and Jesus went to sleep. Ha. Jesus went to sleep, and, and as they were going on to the other side on the boat, when Jesus was asleep, there arose a storm, wind beating up the boat, water overflowing the boat, overtaking the boat, come on, ha, you, you see, and, and the, as they was going through the storm, the, the storm was take, overtaking them. Ha, the storm was overtaking them. The storm was beating them down. And I understand a lot of people are rejoicing. You're probably sitting next to someone and they're, they're excited because they understand what Jesus is doing in this text. But, the, but if you don't understand, here we go. This is called Into the Deep, so we're about to go deep. Hold on. We're about to get there. Amen. So here we are. The storm is overtaking the ship. The water is overtaking the boat. The storm is beating up the boat. Your trauma has been beating up your life. You've been going through life and you seem like once you get happy, you take two Once things are set in order, right? You, you, something happens and you take three steps back. 
when, when things are going nice and smooth, then, then all of a sudden, there's something that comes and overtakes you, and you start to get beat down. You, it starts to overtake you. You start to get overwhelmed. And here is this what the disciples did. And here we're, we're here with the disciples. But I want to let you know something today. That, that the disciples, how the disciples were fishing. How of the disciples, how of the twelve were fishing. So half of the people on the boat knew about water. Half of the people on the boat knew about storms. But here's the thing. When it came to being a fisherman, when, when, when there was talk about a storm, that meant that was a season of drought. When there was a storm that came in the, as a fisherman, you said, okay, today I'm not going to make any money because the fishermen, they made their money by catching fish. And, and during storms, they couldn't go out into the water and catch fish. So when, when, the, when there was a talk about a storm, that means, okay, I'm not going to make any money. I'm not going to be successful. I'm not going to overcome tonight. I'm not going to be successful today. So I must turn back, I must turn around and go home. So, so here in our text, these men are on the water and there's a storm that comes. So in their minds, they say, okay, we must turn around. In their mind, okay, that now this storm is coming. We must turn around. We 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 can't go through the storm because it's so bad. It's the water is overtaking us. And for those who don't know about ships and boats, when you see a boat floats on water, and when water gets into the boat, it starts to sink. And when a boat starts to sink, you're going to go nowhere. It's up, it's the, it's up down. So, so the, the, the men on the boat in their mind says we should turn around. Let me, let me, let me bring it to your seats. You, you see, you, you, you went through your trauma. Whatever it may be, you went through it. It's been years later. You, 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 you feel like you're saved from your trauma. Like you, you forgot all about your trauma. But but then there's something that arises and what we, 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 we call it nowadays is you get triggered. Like, like now, now you're triggered because of what just happened. Um, you know what, I'm just going to, if it's okay, I'm just going to be a little transparent tonight. You see, one of my traumas was losing, going through a 
miscarriage. And during this miscarriage, one of the things is I was separated from the mother. I, I was in Japan. She was in San Diego. And we were separated. We were separated by distance, by water, and by and, and by time difference. It was about a 14-hour time difference. So, when, when I found out she was pregnant, we said we was going to make it work. We was going to try to make it work. We, we was going to try to talk to each other every day. We was going to try to stay in connection. And it, it, it worked out well, well, it worked out well and for, for the moment. And then when she went to her doctor's appointment, and the, the, the doctor told her what was going on. And So I I knew she had a doctor for me. So uh, when I got off work, I said, okay, I'm going to try to call her or I'm going to try to stay up late and call her when she's really awake. And she went home and she, what she told me, she went and cried. And so, so when I called her and we talked and I didn't know how to handle the situation. I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to try to fly back out there if I could. But at the time, I couldn't fly back out there because we were going through an exercise. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to try to keep, we're just going to keep in communication. And I'm just going to try to keep her happy as much as possible and the thing about it is when when I got off the phone with her the some, most nights I was like okay now how do now how do I feel about this I'm like okay God did, did this was my very first child this is gonna be my very first child with the woman I love what God what are you saying what's going on here like God why did you why did this have to happen? Oh my goodness, what's going on here? And not thinking like I needed someone that I, as I was being an encouraging to her, I needed someone in my life to be encouraging to me. I didn't think about that, but I'm just like, okay, God, what's going on? I just kept talking to God like, I wasn't even talking, I was complaining to God about what was going on. Like I was saying, God, I know you, I know what you have in store for me. What's going on here? Like I, I didn't want to hear his answer, but I wanted, I wanted an answer. Like I, I didn't want to hear him talking to me because I was so angry at the fact that this happened to me. And and my anger grew so immensely that I started to really not talk to to the to her at, as much anymore. I'm like, okay, I, I can't talk to her anymore because 
<laughs> now I'm now anger's building up. Now now I'm not talking to anyone, releasing the anger, and I'm not talking to anyone about what I'm going through. I'm just trying to console her, like I can't do that anymore. And, and the thing God revealed to me was that I'm I'm holding things in. I'm I'm putting on grief, right? And the thing about this is that. The more grief I put on me, the more it's weighing down on me. The more I can't be free, the more I can't hear from God. Because the thing about it is, when, when you put on grief, when, 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 you, when grief is in your life, it's like having earmuffs on. When you put on grief, you're putting earmuffs. You're tuning out the world, you're tuning out God, and you're soaking in the situation. So here I am, I'm grieving, I'm not listening, I'm soaking in losing this baby, losing what I felt like. I felt I lost the opportunity to be a father, and then... I'm like, okay, and then I lost the opportunity to be a husband because the, we broke off the engagement, we broke up, and I'm like, all this is weighing on me now. <laughs> like, and so, and I'm, I'm still not talking to anyone about it. So I, I go out drinking. I, 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 feel like a, I feel like a weight is lifted when I'm drinking. And so I do this every night as much as I can. And a couple of months later, I get invited to this church. And the thing about this church, they had a model. And the model is really interesting to me. It's greater love, not just a name, it's an attitude. And I didn't understand it, but then I joined and I started participating in different ministries. And my very first men's ministry there, I finally spoke up. I finally spoke with what was going on. And and what God is revealing to me is that that yes, that that grief, that trauma sits on us. It weighs us down and it weighs us down to the point we just start to sit in the trauma. But but then we 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 get up to we get up the nerve we get up some strength to stand up we we get up the nerve to get up out of that trauma. And some of us we leave that trauma right there. And, and the thing about it is that trauma that's right there is still tagged along with us. It's tied to us. So, so we're dragging it with us everywhere we go. We can't move as fast as we need to. And, and what God is saying that 
For those who listen to God and hear God, you said you got up out of your trauma. You know, you're walking towards your purpose, but it's not as fast as you thought it as as you as you thought God wanted you to move. It's because you're tied to your trauma and, and it's dragging you down. Matter of fact, can we go to Matthew chapter Matthew chapter eleven? Verse 28, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. All right, man. It says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your soul. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Amen. The, 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 very, the very thing I like about that verse is the last part. Is my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Amen. So, so here's the thing, and what, what God wants us to say is, it says it in scripture, cast your cares upon him. You see, the, the thing is, when you don't talk with God, when you're just angry at God, when you're just complaining to God, and you're just having the grief set upon you, and you're not ready to hear and listen to him, he, he can't take it off you. God is saying, verse 28, coming to him. And in another version, it says, you are weary and burdened. You, you, th those who are bogged down with grief, those who are bogged down with worry, those who are bogged down with anxiety, those who are bogged down with trauma and triggers and tantrums, those who are so consumed with their situation, with their trauma, come unto him and, and take upon his yoke. Because it's light. Come on now. You see the very thing with Jesus. Jesus wants to save you from walking around with your trauma. Jesus wants to save and heal and deliver you from walking around tied to your trauma, identifying with your trauma. He wants to, he wants to call you a victor. He, he, matter of fact, he don't want to call you a victor. He created in you to be a victor. Come on. You, you see... When we are tied to our trauma, what it's saying is that we are a victim of what we went through. We are a victim of what we've been through. We are a victim of, I'm a victim of a miscarriage. And when, as I'm identifying as being a victim of a miscarriage, it is weighing down on me. Yes, grief weighing down on me. The grief of not being good enough as a father. The grief of not being good enough as a husband is weighing down on me. But when I cast my cares unto God, when I walk through, when I get up out of the situation and say, I'm no longer a victim of a miscarriage, but I'm a victor of a miscarriage. Yes, I've been through that miscarriage. I, I've been through the grief. I've been through carrying it around with me. But now I stand to you tonight as I am overcomer. <laughs> yeah, I, I no longer carry around the grief. 
I know I'm now carried and I'm now dressed in joy. I'm now dressed in peace. And tonight, God wants you to know tonight tonight he 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 wants to take off your clothes of your trauma he 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 wants to take off the clothes of what you've been through. And tonight he wants to clothe you in his peace. He wants to clothe you in his comfort. Two weeks ago, we spoke on the fall, right? On, on how Eve and Adam ate of the tree and they clothed themselves in fig leaves. And we talked about how because of what they because of their disobedience they was cursed. But but the thing about that disobedience and the curse, but here's the thing, God didn't lead them that way. God covered them in skins and set them off. God covered them again. That's the thing. You see, yes, we've been through some things. Yes, we disobeyed. Yes, we walked in. Yes, we went through some traumas. Yes, we have triggers. Yes, we have some tantrums. But here's today, here's what God is saying. We we covered ourselves in that trauma. We covered ourselves. And now when some situations come up, we're triggered and we 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 act out with tantrums. But God says, now I'm here today for you. I'm here today. And you're listening, you're watching, because now I'm here to take off the clothes of your trauma. And I'm here to clothe you in my comfort, my peace, and my joy. You don't believe me? Watch. Watch. Go with me, please, again to another scripture. Isaiah 61. Verse 1. It reads, The Spirit of the Lord Jehovah is upon me, but Jehovah has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. To proclaim the year of Jehovah's favor and the day of vengeance of God. To comfort all that mourn. To appoint unto them the, month, the mourn in Zion. To give unto them a garland for ashes. The all of joy for mourning. And the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they may be called trees of righteousness. Planting of Jehovah that he may be glorified. Amen. You see, to, tonight, you are listening and watching because tonight God wants to clothe you in his praise. He wants to clothe you and anoint you with the 
all of joy. <laughs> you see, in our text in Matthew chapter 5, in Mark chapter 5, God told the 12 disciples to get into the boat so they can go on to the other side so they can go through the storm. You see, to the fishermen, the storm was a sign of something bad happening. But tonight, God wants you to know through this text that they that, that tonight, no longer will they run away from storms. No longer will they be afraid of storms. But tonight, God wants you to know that you don't have to be afraid of the storm. You don't have to be afraid of what you've been through. You don't have to run and hide from what you've been through. Tonight, tonight, God wants you to know that as you go through your trauma, that as you went through your trauma, that it that that you are coming out better. Come on, you, you see, they they God wanted them to go through a storm. God wanted them to go through the storm. So they can be an overcomer of the storm instead of running from the storm. So no longer will the storm trigger them. No longer will the storm, no longer will they be fearful of the storm. Now, henceforth and for forevermore, now they will be overcomers. You see, the very thing is, and, and the thing about this, about this platform that I love so much. God created this platform not that you can not that we can come corporately, but that we that we can hear a word from God individually. And that as we hear a word from God individually, he can work on us and through us. You, you see, he didn't want, he didn't need the whole multitude to see that the that the 12 would overcome their storms. He didn't need the whole multitude to see what they were going to go through. Tonight, God is saying, you don't need a whole group of people to understand what you're going through. You don't need a whole group of people to, under, to, to overcome the storm. All you need to know is that God is with you in the boat. God is with you in the time of your trauma. God is with you during your trigger moments. God is with you during the tantrums. And that God is with you and he's ready to clothe you in joy, peace, and understanding. God wants to clothe you. Not in grief. Not in sorrow. Not in victimhood. He wants to clothe you. Enjoy peace, wisdom. He wants to clothe you. He don't want you to be afraid of your past any longer. He wants you to walk in your presence and onto your victory. He wants you. He don't want you to be afraid of your past. He wants you to walk into your presence and onto your purpose with joy.
tonight God wants you to know that that this this, this isn't a one time thing. This isn't a once and done type of situation. God says, I'm working on you. Yet you're, 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 you're going through the storm. Yes, it may look like you're getting beat down. Yes, it may look like you're getting tossed here and there. But God says, I'm with you. Just as God had authority over the winds, over the, the waves, he has authority over the walls of the devil. He has authority over the situation you're going through. Matter of fact, here's the thing. God is bigger than what you went through. God is bigger than what you're going through. God is bigger than the miscarriage. God is bigger than the alcohol. God is bigger than your past. God is bigger. And tonight, God wants you to know that, yes, he's bigger. And, yes, he's with you. He, he, he's not leaving you. He hasn't left you. You see, the disciples were able to run to Jesus. But, 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 but Jesus, God doesn't want you to run to him in fear. He wants you to run to him in faith. You see, he, God doesn't want you to run this race with fear. He wants you to run this race with faith. Knowing that, yes, I'm going through this situation, but I'm coming out victorious. Yes, I went through that situation in my childhood, but guess what? I'm going through some certain things right now, but guess what? I'm victorious. I'm victorious. Yes, I may have thought I was a victim back then, but I'm victorious now. I may not look healed. I may not be healed all the way yet, but I am healed. I am delivered. I am saved. I am saved from my trauma. I, I, may, be, I may have a little triggers, but guess what? God is heal, healing me from those triggers. I may have a little tantrums here and there because of what I've been through, but God is delivering me. He's not done with me yet. He's still, I'm still a work in progress on to perfection. God wants you to know. It, it may hurt some. It may hurt a little. Matter of fact, <laughs> the, the, the man at the pull of Bethesda, God told him to get up, pick up his mat and walk. I heard the preacher illustrate this text to me this week. And the, the thing he illustrated, he, he brought out was that the man was disabled for over 40 years. You see, the man didn't use his limbs for over 40 years. So, but And here God says, get up. 
you, you see, the, the, the thing is, as I learned, as, as I was becoming a physical therapy, if you don't use it, you lose it. Like, if you don't use muscle, it, you start to lose muscle, and it starts to turn to fat, and it starts to weigh your body down. So, so and, and if you, if you try to move it, 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 it starts to hurt a little bit. The, the, the less you use it, the more it weighs down. It, the, the, it, it's called being numb. <laughs> it's called being numb. Numbness. And, and the thing about numbness is that, that, that it, it, it means you stop using that muscle for a brief period of time. And now your, your muscle is relaxing in it and it's weighing your body down. And when you start to move it again, it starts to hurt. For for instance, when have you have you ever had your foot fall asleep on you? And, and you try to lift it, and it gets heavy. And when you try to walk on it, you something you may fall, or it hurts to walk on it. What well, what I'm trying to let you, trying to get us to understand, and what God wants us to know is that, yes, it may hurt to get up. It may hurt to pick up. It may hurt to walk. It may hurt to be getting saved. It may hurt to be getting healed. It may hurt to be getting delivered. But guess what? Once you start to move, that muscle starts to get back together. That muscle, start, you start to get feeling in it. You, you, st you start to lose that fat. Listen, I don't know about some of you, but I know when, when, you, when, when you start to lose fat, and you start to get toned, you start to feel better, you start to say, oh, you start to say, you start to look at yourself, and you start to be looking better, you start to get a little pep in your step, but, but, it, but it starts with getting up, it starts with moving, it starts with overcoming that pain. Being clothed in joy and peace is the goal. It is what what what, what is the final product. But but it starts with overcoming the pain. It starts with walking in that pain. I know it. it <laughs> being vulnerable for me at that time was hard. Okay, I didn't want to make. I didn't want others to feel people to think I was weak. Right? I don't want others to think that, okay, I went through this situation. Okay. Yeah, but I'm strong enough, right? But but I'm angry with God too. But I'm strong. But but I I needed to cry. I needed to pour out. I, I needed to I needed to get it off me and and allow God to put on his joy. You, you see, God wants us to be walking with joy. Listen, he does. But but the thing is, we take it off. We take off joy and we put on grief. Because we think... <laughs> you, you see, I have this weight vest. And, and what the weight vest does to me, it, it allows me to be able to run 
bother without it. Okay. It, it, it is, I'm training my body to endure so much weight that when I take it off me, I'm able to float on my toes when I run. And, and that's the thing we do with grief and sorrow and being a victim. We put it on because we think it's going to make us stronger. We, we think it's going to make us better. But, but here's the thing. We can put it on, but we can't walk around with it every day. We can put it on for a moment. But we can't go around with it every day. You see, I can put on a weight vest and train with it. And go through the workout with it. But I can't walk around my house. I can't walk around the store with it. Because feeling grief is not bad. Walking around with it every day is where it gets bad. Feel the grief. Don't let it overtake you. Feel the grief and give it to God so he can give you the joy and you the peace and the understanding. Amen. That is all I have. That is all God has for us tonight. I just want to thank everyone for watching, for listening, to tuning in to Into the Deep. Amen. Listen, I can't say my opening anymore. We are not just a new talk show in Beaumont, Texas. We are a new talk show globally now. I'm excited. Amen. But but I just want to thank everyone for watching and listening. And I just want to thank God for being able to take me from my trauma and into my triumph. I just want to thank God for saving me from my trauma. I want to thank God for healing me from my triggers and delivering me from my tantrums. Amen. If he did it for me, he can do the same for you. But guess what? He's not done with me. He's still working on me. I'm still being saved from some things in my life. I'm still being healed and delivered. So I just want to let you know, saved, healed, and delivered is not a one-time thing. It's an ongoing process. Amen. It, it you don't get a title once you complete one. It's not it's not about once you complete being saved. You get the title of Christian once you get the title of being healed. You don't get a title of pastor once you get get delivered. You don't get the title of apostle. No, being a Christian is being able to walk through getting getting saved, healed, and delivered. Being a Christian is the walking through the process of being saved, healed, and delivered. Amen. So that means, so I want to let you know, being a Christian, yes, you're going to endure some pain. But the, but as you endure some pain, the presence of God is going to be yet with you. Amen. He's going to give you joy and peace and love. Amen. So don't let the enemy stop you from being a Christian. Don't let the enemy stop you from being a believer of God because of Oh, I don't want to endure pain because you endure pain regardless. But but once you become a believer, you walk through the process of being saved, healed, and delivered.
Amen. I don't know where that came from. God just wanted to let a viewer know, let someone know that, yes, once you step into the family of God and become a believer of Christ, amen, once you acknowledge that Jesus is your Savior, Lord, and Redeemer, once you say, God, I want you into my life, I, I want you into my life. Yes, I once was a sinner and now I'm a saved by you. I'm saved by your son. I'm saved by his blood. Once you acknowledge that, once you confess that with your heart and your mind, <laughs> you go through the process of being saved, healed, and delivered. It's not easy, but once you step into the family, God makes it easy. Yeah. Once you step into the family, it's not easy, but God makes it easy if you allow him. Amen. Again, I want to thank you for watching. <laughs> I'm just excited. I'm just excited because I can't wait to see what God does in my life and your life. Amen. I can't wait to see what happens to you after you're saved. I can't wait to see what happens after you heal. I can't wait to see what happens after you're delivered. Because here's the thing. When the disciples were saved, healed, and delivered, they became apostles. When, they, when the disciples were saved, healed, and delivered, they grew the church globally. When the disciples were saved, healed, and delivered, they made an impact in the world, and we're still talking about it to this day. So guess what? I can't wait to see what God does in your life when you are get, when you get saved, healed, and delivered. Amen? To God be the glory. I want to thank you for watching, and don't give up. Amen? God is still working on you. Thank you for watching.
watching y'all. I know it's not easy, but you can't give up.